Hey, what's up, everybody? Terminal Transmissions coming at you again. My name is Danny. I'm Garrett. Uh, so Terminal Transmissions is a little pop culture type of a talk show podcast. We like to talk about TV shows, movies, video games, and science and technology, which sometimes we get a little avant-garde with because uh, we talk about Kickstarter shit that's basically just a cool gadget that's basically useless. Yes. Uh, but anyway, this is our 45th episode jeez um we're gonna get (laughs) and through the woods (laughs) we're gonna get uh into uh snowpiercer which is actually getting a television show on tnt which is the worst thing that's ever happened (laughs) um i thought that the trump presidency would hold that candle for at least like a month uh no snowpiercer is getting a a television series which in and of itself is horrible and it's on tnt the uh the scorpion network um, then we're going to talk about a basic income project, which is actually launching in Uganda in January. Um, that's science because it's a science experiment and technology because it's due to automation that all of our jobs are being eliminated. I feel the need to justify myself oh, yeah. talking about this. Um, we're going to talk about Pokemon Sun and Moon, which fucking came out on the, uh, on Friday. Yeah. Uh, so Garrett's been getting into that. And then we are going to talk about the Highlander reboot series, fucking. which is... Shit. exciting because the one of the co-directors of john wick is going to be directing it. oh here we go so first and foremost we're going to talk about some snow piercer so it golly <laughs> as danny said it uh it's tnt requested that a pilot be made uh. <laughs> <laughs> so that was not scripted those by the don't way know. yeah oh but anyway so Snowpiercer was a 2013 film that is based on a graphic novel, French graphic novel. <laughs> a lot of people liked it, and I know that it was critically acclaimed, and it made a lot of money, even though it was in, like, 14 theaters. But specifically, Danny and I fucking hated it. Yep. Hated it. <laughs> and so while we don't normally go for the negative side of things, I did want to fucking talk about this, because I do think it's a fucking awful idea. This is a shit talk segment, so just strap your balls in. Yeah, so... Let's just get into it. So Snowpiercer is a dystopian future film, which involves the basically global warming happening, global global cooling happening to where the environment's ruined. Off to a good start, honestly. Yeah. Dystopian is right at my bootstrap. Yeah. I don't know what that means, but it is. And 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 on paper it's it's a cool premise. Like the the earth goes to shit, basically everything freezes over mm-hmm. to the point where it's unlivable. Mm-hmm. And so what they do is they build a train which can go fast enough that it slurps up snow in front of it. Mm-hmm. And so not only can it keep going, but it, that is where it gets its water from. Okay, cool. That's an interesting premise. I, I will admit that's It's that's not cool. great, but it's, an, it's a unique take on the, uh, the apocalypse type. Yeah, story. yeah. So that all humans are left living on a locomotive. Okay, cool. But then the movie is just fucking awful. It makes no sense. None. It makes no sense. Barring, spoiler alert or whatever, barring any kind of 
socioeconomic issues that were we would possibly bring up. I'm not even going to talk about that shit. But just getting into like, first and foremost, someone just comes back from the dead at one point in it. That's not even fucking multiple that. characters come back from the dead. Yeah, it's like no, that dude was stabbed in like the heart, and then like he laid down like he was going to die, which would have been fine because that's what I would assume would happen. And then, like, ten minutes later in the film, he just gets up. He gets up ready to fight. Yeah, gets up, pulls the knife out of his at his fucking, like, sternum. Yeah. And just is like, all right, let's move on now. So just to add a little bit more context to that, this dude, who's one of the main sort of, like, cronies. He's, like, one of the main, like, fight you villains. Right. He literally gets impaled horizontally through the chest, like, from under his armpit mm-hmm. all the way through with, like, it's literally, like, a 17-inch blade. Yeah. And it goes straight through all that shit that's hiding in there. And he <laughs> falls on the ground with this knife jutting out of his ribcage. Takes a nap and then gets up. And pulls it out. Yeah. And then just keeps fighting. Yeah. Like he stands up and walks about. Ugh. But there's a thousand other problems. There, there, there's movie. a lot of fucking problems. And it's just like, I get it. Like you just wanted to film people fighting on a train. Cool. Yeah. And in that regard, if you just were like, here's this movie where people fight from the back of a train to a front of a train. It's just the raid, but on a train. Right. If you'd, if you'd build it as that, mm-hmm. fine. But they yeah. tried to have, like, like soci- social and economic commentary and, like, classism, like, commentary, which just did not work. It yeah. didn't work. Drug abuse commentary. Right. Just make it a fucking a karate movie. Yeah. Just yeah. make it a martial arts film and be right. done with it. Or shoot him up or something. Yeah. At one point, that same dude, old zombie man that comes back from the dead, at one point, he just, like, shoots, like, a rifle through which mind you they'd already stated multiple times that like they're only alive because this train's like uh self-contained yeah and he shoots a window out to shoot a different part of the train yeah they're like on a curve and he shoots out of one car into another car so let's talk about wind resistance real fucking quick the train's going like 700 miles an hour yeah and you're acting like that bullet's gonna fucking go straight Ugh. Anyway, I'm not trying to nitpick a movie. I'm just like, that was like the dumbest thing that I've ever... Someone wrote that. Someone sat down and was like, bro. Okay, so I love Prometheus, so I have very little room to talk, and I will fucking make room to talk with a crowbar about the plot holes in Snowpiercer. <laughs> yeah. The the main reasons to watch it, it does have cool fight choreography. Tilda Swinton is an awesome villain in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Evans with a beard is hot as fire. Yeah, like that. Um, That's about it. Yeah. The sets are cool. Yeah. And it um, sucks because I think it could have been cool. Mm-hmm. Like you just said, I think they focused on, like, all of the wrong things. But, yeah, like... Which I think is a Blink-182 song. <laughs> but, yeah, like, having to, having to like, rise up, you know, uh, uh, you know, getting into the class issues and, like, having to rise up and being like, oh, we're in the back of the train. We're, like, you know, low, low class and we're moving forward through the train and, and, you know, getting to the high class. Like, that's cool. I like it. But, like, it didn't even make sense. Yeah. Because it's like that only works if they're the proletariat. They don't have jobs. Yeah. They just sit around all day. Yeah. So there's also like, you see all these different like cars, which are sort of almost like biomes, right? Like right. there's like the poor people car at the back. Right. And they pass through like the food production car and they pass through like the, the zoo car. There's an entire car of the train that's like an aquarium. Uh-huh. There's an entire car of the train that's like a kindergarten right there's an entire car of the train that's like a fucking spa uh-huh. but they never pass through a living quarters for the right. richies where they are the richies they don't have a bed 
<laughs> yeah, they just stay at the spa all day. Yeah, they just hang out in like the dance club. Yeah. Just touching titties and drinking <laughs> Cristal, but there's no bed. Yeah, it didn't. It absolutely didn't make sense. It was like, we're supposed to show you like all of the different like stratas yeah. of this universe of this, which would have been cool. God. But it's like, yeah, exactly that is like, oh, wait, so hang on. The rich people, they just get to party all day and like the poor people just have to sit and do nothing all day. What? Oh, okay, but that's not. Yeah, and it's like, and like he said earlier, the, the poor people in the back aren't like shoveling coal into yeah, the engine. Exactly, they just sit there and like starve to death. Yeah, it would have worked. It would have absolutely worked if they were like, we're keeping the poor people alive for X, Y, and Z. But they're not. They even like again, spoiler alert. But like the entire point of the movie is that they're like, oh, every once in a while, there's too many of the poor people, so we just have to like kill them. We just have to kill a whole mess of them because they're like an infestation to us. So it's like, no, it would have only been social commentary had they actually had a fucking purpose. Yep. But they don't. Unless you're looking at the purpose, someone in the fucking comments is going to try to come in hot about this and be like, oh, they just make the kids that to do the mud thing at the end. Okay, cool. But that's you need four people to do that. You don't need like dozens and dozens and dozens of, of folk. I'm sorry. That doesn't hold water anyway yeah just to, to real quickly touch on that so at the end of the movie you find out that in the engine room where ed harris sits and eats human meat right. uh spoilers all day there's a part of the train that has broken and he requires a small child to sit down in this compartment and like scoop oil build up like out right. of the tube because the component of the train is broken so he just has to like grab a poor child every now and again and like have them just scoop crud out you're king god of the last train of man. You can pick a rich. Right. You can pick anyone on the yeah, train. Any and kid. Like, you scoop this trash out. We don't need an entire car full of people who apparently are eating all of our food or consuming all of our resources to the point that we have to murder them. Right. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It's the it's the worst movie. Yeah. It's like one of the worst movies I've ever seen that got good reviews. I can't fucking believe it. Yeah. I I was blown away. Just I know that we're fucking digressing on this. But yeah, I actually, again, uh, I've brought it up before that I used to work at Alamo Drafthouse. And when I was working there, this movie came out and everyone was losing their fucking minds about it. And so I was mega fucking pumped and I'm into sci-fi. I'm into dystopian stuff. And then I watched it and I was like, this is hot, steaming, fucking flaming garbage. Yeah. People at work were like, dude, you guys got to see this. So me and Garrett, I'm like, Garrett, I found like a, a version. We just oh, yeah. fucked, I pulled it up. I yeah. pulled it up on the sites and we fucking sat down and watched it and we just were pissed. Yeah. But anyway, all this like disparaging of a fucking like multi-million dollar movie aside that we'll never be that level of success. It's getting a fucking TV series on TNT. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it was the movie that Transformers wanted to be. Yes, true. So we uh, just spent, you know, a third of the podcast just shit talking Snowpiercer. Mm -hmm. uh, and I wanted to get into a real study of poverty. Mm. So I wanted to talk about uh, a universal basic income project that's actually launching in January um, in a in Uganda. Okay. So basically, for those who don't know, which hopefully is no one, but you never know, universal basic income is essentially um, it's a lump sum of money given to people unconditionally. So it's it would be like um, like welfare or social security or something like that, but it's just giving given to you so that you can live. There's no strings attached. There's no tests. There's no work requirements. There's no anything like that. They're just right. like, here's money so that you're not in poverty. Right. It's something that is inevitable for the human race to is. survive. Yes. A lot of people don't believe that and they will argue, mm. argue against it. 
Uh, they will argue against it as the robots are handing them their pink slip. I right. promise you. Yep. There are people out there who, as the fucking AI-controlled wheat thresher is passing through their field and taking their job away, they're going to insist that you have to work for a living yep. or you're not a real person. Yep. That's not the case. AI and automation is going to replace most of the workforce relatively soon in human right. history. That's a fact. It is an unavoidable scientific fact unless right. we come to some like cataclysmic event in right. which there is no more industry. Yep. My my soapbox aside. Uh, so this uh, it's a there's a startup which is they're basically just like a uh, a charity. Mm-hmm. They're raising money and they're going to do a project in um, a remote undisclosed village uh, in Uganda. Uh, the company's called Eight. Okay. And essentially, what they're doing is they're going to give every villager in this village. Basic income. They're just going to say, here's your money. Here's your monthly money. Just boom. They're going to run it for like two years. Okay. Uh, And their goal is to test the impact uh, of basic income on four areas, uh, which is education participation of girls and women, access to healthcare, engagement in democratic institutions, and local economic development. Okay, cool. So it's not just like, how do people do if they get money? Right. Do they drink a lot more? Yeah. It's literally, how will this affect all these very important areas of government and economics. Sure. Um, but so they're going to run this, this study for two years. The results are all going to be published and there's going to be a documentary created uh, called Village One, which is going to cover the entire progress of, okay, the, of cool. the project. This is so fucking important. It is. So uh, Finland already has basic income. Right. Or they've re- very recently started mm-hmm. giving out basic income. Ontario, Canada and Elkham, California are currently working on plans to get right. basic income. Again, this has to happen. Yep. Basic universal basic income is a requirement for the future of humanity. Right. Objectively. Right. I don't uh, soapbox. This is so cool. Right. And no, it absolutely is. And it is really cool. And it so I want to touch more on that because, you know, like for us it is just a no brainer, but for a lot of people, we unfortunately we like we've been I'll use the word, we've been indoctrinated. Mm Mm-hmm. To it. And, and I don't want to sound like Alex Jones in saying that, but we have. It's in, it's enculturated at a very young young age for us that you have to literally earn a living. Yeah. That's a fucking phrase that's used with mm-hmm. us, earning a living, right? And this comes from that we used to, right? Humans used to do that when we were based in like survival, when it was like, hey, if not everyone, you know, if if everyone doesn't pull their weight, we're going to freeze this winter Mm -hmm. and we're going to be dead. Mm -hmm. Then it made sense that you did have to earn a living, but that earning was, you were doing it right. Right. You weren't, you weren't punching a time, a time sheet, you know, a time clock. You were going and actually doing the things that allowed you to survive. Right. Well, we've moved past that for like 99% (laughs) of humans also used to get torn apart by mega sloths. (laughs) That's right. all I'm trying to say. Yeah, so we're we're not there anymore. We're not at the stage of our our species of our timeline overall that is in the we're no longer in the survival phase for the majority of us. Don't get me wrong, there are some subsets of humanity right now on the planet Earth that are still in survival mode. That ain't us. If you're in like a first world nation, that's not you. Mm-hmm. I mean, and don't get me wrong, again, I know someone's probably going to try to come hot as fuck in the comments and be like no, people are still trying to survive. Bro, I'm there too. But that's that's self-imposed, mm-hmm. not by us. That's by by civilization, by society. They have created a, a stratum which that is is it's created, it's fabricated. Mm-hmm. 
That doesn't exist. There's actually, and I'm going to sound like a Marxist and I'm going to sound like a socialist right now. Spoiler alert. But I, <laughs> I, but I feel the burn. But, but if you took all of the resources right now on planet Earth and all of the humans right now on planet Earth, there is enough that everyone would be perfectly fucking fine and be eating three square ass meals a day. They would be clothed. They would be housed. There's enough room for us. There's enough resources for us. There's enough money to go around. Unfortunately, this, the, the system has actually been gamed in certain ways. And again, I know that I probably sound like an Alex Jones right now. But this well, is just... Well, do, do you think that peanut butter comes out of a can <laughs> or a fucking jar? Right. Because you're one step ahead of him. But yeah, like this is real. And you, and you can just go look at this. If you, if you go take like an anthropology class, if you take an economics class, a sociology class... And you understand that, like, it is just gamed that the people that have power and have resources want to make it so that that is going to keep happening. But they also want to live like kings. And that's the problem is that we, one, have to decouple the idea that humans have to work for a living because we fucking don't anymore. What is your job? What it, does your job directly contribute to anyone else surviving if you took money away from it? then we don't need that job. Mm -hmm. It has been created mm -hmm. so that we can keep the system going so that certain persons can live like kings. Mm -hmm. So one, we have to decouple the idea that you have to earn a living. And two, we have to understand that humans don't get to live like kings because the only way that someone gets to live like a king or some ones get to live like kings is that other people have to live in the goddamn street. And that's the only way that it can happen until you live in a post-scarcity society, which don't get me wrong. I think unless something fucks us up or if we fuck ourselves up, that will happen. And I think that basic universal basic human income is the road to getting us there because mm -hmm. this just in here in 10 years, I mean, right fucking now, but I'm, I'm talking about it's going to get real fucking bad five, 10 years, five, 10, 15 years from now, 20 years from now, there really aren't going to be jobs anymore. Robots are going to yeah. be. Doing your job people better than you're doing. People don't believe it, and it's fucking wild. Yeah. They think like, but I have like a thinking job. Guess what? Human, humans are not as good at thinking as computers are, even already right now. And, and I, yeah, you could come at me with like Turing tests, etc. That doesn't fucking matter. They can code algorithms right now that would do your job better. It just hasn't become feasible or, or cheap enough that it, it necessitates it at this point. But they're gonna, and then your job's gone. And then you're going to be going, oh, fuck. Where's the basic human income? Yeah. You're going to be going, oh, how do I earn a living now? Robots do everything humans could do better than they do. Yep. And that is a fact. Yeah. So. So anyway, stay tuned for our fucking political and economic spinoff podcast. Because <laughs> right. that, was, that was not fun <laughs> for you guys. Sorry, we're just fucking soapbox McGillicuddy. Oh, it's, it's true. So in video games, I have gotten to play Pokemon quite a quite a bit over the last couple of days. It actually took me a few minute, few minutes, few days to get into it. Have you caught them all yet? Not not quite yet. But that's I, that's the real test. It's it's true. But uh, as as an avid Pokemon fan, a person that's been playing Pokemon since the very first gen came out, I fucking love it. Yeah. And a lot of people are liking it, but there are some detractors online, which that always is going to happen. Mm -hmm. But I just really wanted to talk about my overall thoughts of it and and really just that. I mean, uh, first and foremost, it's it's by far the most polished Pokemon game that's ever been. 
100%. Like, there's not even a question. It feels so smooth. It, I mean, it's just fucking incredible. Um, graphically, it's awesome. Uh, of course, the sound's great. Pokemon always has had good music. Uh, I like. I really like the new Pokemon. I mean, just in general, it, it, it's, a, it's a really cool upgrade in those ways. But more importantly than all of that, that's kind of a given, right? All Pokemon games look better than the previous Pokemon game. But uh, I really wanted to get into what I really like about the game mm-hmm. and what I know some other people are, are kind of dis- disliking about the game, which is which is kind of surprising to me in some regards. So first and foremost, there's no such thing as gems in, right. the, in this game. In this gen, they took away gems, which normally every other Pokemon game up until this point has been basically the same template. Right. Right. You start out, you get a starter, and then you go about catching Pokemon so that you can fight gyms. And then once you've beaten all of the gyms, you then get to go to the Elite Four and beat the Elite Four and then beat the champion, and then you become the master. Then that's the whole deal. Well, in this game, they actually went away from that, and I really, really, really dig it. What they and some people don't don't like this at all. They're like, where the fuck are my gyms? But what they did was they have island trials. And so how it works is that each island has a leader or leaders. They're, they're basically gym leaders. And what you do is you go to them and they have like a kind of like a, a spot. They have like a den. And you go in and you beat, I think it's three, for all the ones I've done, I haven't beaten the game yet, but it's three Pokemon that are just in their den. And you have to fight like three of them. And then you go fight like a big fucking like badass Pokemon. That's so cool. Yeah, it's so fucking cool. And then when you beat that, they give you a Z crystal. Right. And they, these these have kind of sort of replaced Mega Evolutions mm-hmm. so that instead of like it beefing up your Pokemon for the for the battle, it just beefs up one attack, which is pretty cool. I Not really for me. Uh, I think they're cool. I think they look cool. But I'm just, I haven't, maybe they'll come in to play more later, but I haven't really gotten a lot of traction out of them. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I like it. I like that they're they're trying new things, but not really for me. Um, my favorite thing I want I want to emphasize my favorite thing about this. Uh, I they, already know where this is going because oh, I yeah. told you about this when oh, it yeah. got revealed, and you were already ready to go. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I've been saying for years and years and years that my biggest annoyance, honestly, with Pokemon the franchise is HMs. So if, if, in case you didn't know or you need a refresher, HMs are hidden machines, and <laughs> fucking stupid. And what they are is they're 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 the same thing as TMs, uh, which are technical machines, in that they, they're a little device that you pick up, and then they teach one of your Pokemon or several of your Pokemon uh, a move. And HMs specifically, other than TMs, are all moves that, that can be used in battle. And so they take up one of the four slots of your Pokemon you know, moveset. But then... They most, al- most of them are also trash in right. battle. Absolutely. And, and like specifically, there's like two that are good. But anyway, they... Uh, but they let you do stuff that's mandatory. It's literally like non-optional shit that you have to have to play the game, which is like surf to move across bodies of water, fly to move to go to instantly transfer to other cities that you've been, um, rock smash, which allows you to clear areas. Like you'll, you'll find a pathway that you can't progress in the game until you get these and like crush this boulder or like chop this tree down. Yeah. You're stuck and you can't go without it. Yeah, and so up until this point. The only way to do this is to have certain Pokemon in your party that you normally didn't give a fuck about that were just good at, because only certain Pokemon can learn certain HM moves. And so you would just have to find some bullshit Pokemon you didn't give a fuck about that you didn't want in your party 
just so you could fucking give them like four HM Some moves. busted ass Wobbuffet. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, but this Pokemon's good because it can have like fly and cut and rock smash and surf simultaneously. That's awesome. Well, in this game, you don't need that shit anymore. Thank fucking Christ. And what they give you is the ride pager. And at different points in the game, just like in the old games, instead of just getting an HM, you actually get like, hey, your ride pager got upgraded and it can now do like this thing. And so you actually summon in a Pokemon that you don't own that you get to ride on. It actually looks really cool. And each one does a certain thing. Like the first one you get is Tauros. So you ride him. He's a bull. And it replaces the bike. So you you don't have a bike in the game. Instead of you ride a Tauros, which is way fucking cooler. But it also does rock smash. You smash through boulders with his fucking horns. Yeah. And like Lapras for... So sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You get a Charizard for fly. I haven't gotten Sharpedo yet, although on the video uh, for one of the trailers, it showed you riding on a Sharpedo. So he probably does either dive or waterfall. Uh, but Lapras does surf. Anyway, super mega cool. It's like my favorite thing that's ever happened. It was such a smart idea on their part. Um, but anyway, yeah, I would say that it's a fucking dope game. And uh, if you had any interest in playing Pokemon. Uh, probably a good time to get on. Yeah, ju- jump on it. It's it's They do a really good job. We've talked about it before that Pokemon does a really good job of each time. Uh, the, a new gen comes out, they make it more and more accessible right. for people who've never played Pokemon before to jump into it. So, real fucking cool. So, finishing up with movies, we spent a good bit of time ranting about signs and text, so we're a little bit short on time, but we have to talk about this. So, um, Highlander film series is being rebooted. Already exciting because I fucking love Highlander. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then it was confirmed that one of the co-directors of John Wick is going to be directing Highlander. Christ. So it's uh, Chad Chad Stahelski, which we just found out recently that David Leach is actually going to be directing Deadpool 2. He was the other co-director of John Wick. Um, So he actually only co-directed John Wick 1. Okay. And then John Wick 2 was just um, Chad Chad Stahelski. Okay. So he is now signed on to do Highlander. I fucking love John Wick Mm -hmm. and I fucking love Highlander. So the first Highlander movie came out uh, in 1989, I think. Uh, And it was kind of like an accidental success. Like they didn't really expect it to do well, but then it did. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then it had some, some spinoffs that were shit, like some sequels that weren't that good. Yeah. But I I mean, I I liked them anyway. Highlander two was almost unwatchable. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then the, the set that like the third and fourth and maybe fifth one, I don't remember how many there were. I actually liked them. Mm -hmm. Um, there was a there were two TV series and a cartoon series even. There was a cartoon series. Yeah, there was a cartoon Highlander series. Huh. And then I love were, Highlander, and I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. And then there were two TV series because there was the Highlander normal TV series right. uh, with Duncan, and then there was like what was it Raven Highlander Raven yeah, yeah, with like yeah. a female yeah. uh, Highlander or not a Highlander but immortal. Right. So for those who don't know, the plot of Highlander is basically there's these aliens who are on Earth living among us. They are humanoid to the point of indistinguishability except that they can't die mm-hmm. uh, unless you decapitate them there's some inexplicable thing going on called the game uh and there's a prize at the end which is just like the prize and if you're the last of these immortals to live you win and you get the prize which isn't it's basically just it's, it's power right because every time you cut another highlander's head off and kill them the quickening happens right in which you absorb not only their power, but the power of every other immortal they've killed previously. Right. So you get exponentially more powerful every time you just decapitate right. another immortal. Well, and originally, originally, it was supposed to be that the winning was just that you were the last one and that you had all of those memories and skills. 
of the all of the accumulated immortals going back thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Later on in the show, they actually like made it to where it was like some kind of like magical thing that you were actually going to have like magical powers and basically be a god if you were the last immortal. But yeah, that show took some turns. Yeah, it was a uh, the show was awesome. The first movie was awesome. The third movie I loved. Um, the third movie was the one with Mario Van Peebles, where he was sort of like uh, I think maybe supposed to be Mongolian. He, he was the villain. What was the third one called? Uh, <sighs> that wasn't Endgame, was it? No, no, no. Endgame was the last one. Oh, okay, Endgame was off the chain. Yeah, Endgame was off the chain. Um, but anyway, I don't want to get super into like the mythos and, and all that <laughs> shit. Um, but I'm really excited because yeah. that's such a good director to reboot this yeah. show and make it good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because that Highlander has the potential to be horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So I'm really excited about it. Hopefully they have some cameos. Like, I think Christopher Lambert's probably dead. Sean, Sean uh, Connery probably wants nothing to do with it. Right. But I think that if you could get, like, a Clancy Brown, like the Kurgan, mm-hmm. if you get him doing oh, a cameo, yeah, yeah. that'd be off chain. I mean, he's got Mr. Krabs money now, so he doesn't really <laughs> need to do it. I think that, honestly, genuinely, probably at this point, Clancy Brown probably has more money from doing SpongeBob than Sean Connery has. Um, okay. SpongeBob, they make they stack dollars to the ceiling. <laughs> that show was on for like fucking fifteen. That's years. true. That's true. But anyway, I'm I'm excited. I can't wait yeah. to see what they do with it. Um, hopefully, it like it, we get like a full resurgence, and so we get like yes. other, like TV shows and video games. And I would stuff. love it, man. I love. It. Honest to God, Highlander the show growing up was one of my favorite TV shows. I'm not kidding. Yeah, I loved it. I, I, and, and don't get me wrong. Some of it is, especially the first two seasons, are incredibly corny. Mm-hmm. But it's a good fucking show. Uh, his acting isn't always there, but honestly, the writing was really fucking good. Later on, it became like a different thing. Yeah, they started really getting into like magic mm-hmm. uh, of it with like demons and shit. I didn't really like that, like the dark quickening and stuff. I didn't care for that stuff. But like honestly, like probably like seasons like three, four, and five were just fantastic. Right. I, I really liked it. I really liked so the what they, it. So what they need to do for this reboot is dump all the convoluted shit. Oh, yeah. Um, and just go, here's this fucking, like, Highland Scotsman mm-hmm. who happens to be an immortal alien, and he has to chop people's heads off. <laughs> Did you like the alien thing? I mean, it doesn't, like, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, how do you explain it? Magic. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> Whatever. I always liked it when, it when they presented it as just, like, it's this mystic force. Uh, when they started getting into like the alien stuff, it was always kind of odd for me. As long okay, here's the thing: if you want to get into this now, just watch Highlander one, then watch Highlander three, then watch the TV series, just the Highlander, not Raven, mm-hmm. and then watch Endgame. Yeah, that's all you need. Yeah, Endgame's don't watch Highlander great. two for Christ's sake. Don't watch Highlander two. Yeah, absolutely you, you, you not. It's a, it's like it's like a different thing entirely. It's Hi, Highlander two is actually like. It doesn't fit the franchise. It's Highlander Two is to Highlander as Mario Two is to the Mario franchise. Yes, yes, <laughs> fact. Anyway, exciting. Yes, can't, can't wait to see it. Should be so. It should be really great considering how cool John Wick was. Fuck yeah! All right, guys. See y'all next time.
Assignments complete. Program terminated.